0: hey how's everybody doing and welcome back to 125 unfiltered the return of the podcast how to take around a month break off just to say it in simple terms college happened you know start of classes trying to figure out your way around campus even though we're on zoom still with the covid 19 pandemic but regardless i'm back and i'm so excited to get you an episode today i've kind of been waiting Uh, for the right time for me to come back. January for me was a really busy month. Again, start of classes. Had some other applications to do for college on the side, but now that all of that is done, I can get you all a few episodes and kind of like what I said in the quick update, the main focus is going to be UNC and we've got some good UNC basketball today. I'm going to give a recap to look forward to the rest of the week. I will get a Super Bowl episode out. I can definitely almost guarantee that barring any crazy circumstances going on because college is college um and also we have the duke blue devils coming up on saturday so i will definitely do a do an episode on that but regardless let's just hop straight into it again i'm so excited to be back on the podcast i've been dying to get back you know i've had so many people come up to me and say uh you know joshua when are you gonna do an episode about this game And this game like yo i'm just trying to find the right time to come back, and I feel like this is the perfect time, so thank you so much for your patience, thank you for all of the support, and without further ado, let's get straight into it. So I'm just going to talk about UNC basketball as a whole. I missed five games on the podcast to talk about, games against Syracuse, Florida State, Wake, NC State, and Pitt. Just to say it um, straight up, we have won six out of our last seven. Ever since we started out 0-2 in the ACC, we've won six out of the last seven. We are now 6-3 in the ACC. Starting off, we beat Syracuse 81-75. That was a really good game. Uh, It seems like we dissected their zone really well, and Garrison Brooks had a nice bounce-back game. Then we played a really, really good Florida State team. At Florida State, we lost 82-75, MJ Walker was just too much of a problem for us, and Florida State, they can hit their free throws, that's a really good team in the ACC, I have thought that they are the best team in the ACC, when healthy, because they didn't even have Scotty Barnes when we played them. Then we came back to the Dean Dome, beat Wake 80-73, had a little bit of a scare there, as uh, Wake, uh, the guards kind of hit a few threes and stormed back, but um most importantly in that game caleb love had his best game of the season and i'm going to get into caleb love later because i'm so happy with how he's been playing recently then we had nc state the revenge game as they stole one from us earlier in the season due to our poor play but we come back and with my opinion the best game of the season so far from start to finish we won 86 76 just again an all-around good game and i'll get into more details later and lastly, we played Pitt last Tuesday. We beat them 75-65. And here we are, six and three in the ACC, 11 and five overall. We've got games coming up against Clemson tomorrow. We've got Duke on Saturday. If we win those two games, maybe we'll be ranked. But again, we have to focus on Clemson first. Then we'll deal with those Duke Blue Devils. So I just I have a couple talking points, not a couple. I have a few talking points, obviously that i want to talk about five games there's a lot to dissect here first thing i'm going to talk about is caleb loves breakthrough i've been waiting for it i'm begging caleb please limit the turnover start playing better be aggressive and that's exactly what he did against wake forest caleb love his best game of the season he had 20 points on an efficient 7 of 12 shooting four of set or let me slow my roll a little bit. Two or three from the three-point line, four of seven from the free throw line. So we could have had a bit more. Only three turnovers, and one of the turnovers he kind of forgot how to dribble. He like double dribbled, but that was towards the end of the game. It didn't really matter. So he really had two meaningful turnovers. And then the next game against NC State, he puts up 15 on six of 15 shooting, five assists. He did have five turnovers. Turnovers are going to be a problem. He's a freshman guard. But Caleb Love put up 20 and 15 in back-to-back games. He was looking to score. He was being aggressive. He was being a bit more decisive, even though he was making some mistakes. Got some nice dunks at the end of the Wake Forest game. I am just His demeanor, his confidence looks completely different. He looked shaken at the start. Looked like he kind of forgot how to play. Looked a bit robotic. But he has certainly gained this confidence back, especially with that Wake Forest game. I was thoroughly impressed with his scoring ability and just... His, his He looked more in the game, mentally. He was driving hard to the paint. I remember he had one really nice bucket where he missed the layup, got his own rebound, and then put it back up. That's the Caleb Love we need. He can score in the paint. He can get there. He's lightning quick. 6'4", good wingspan, good length. This that's the If we want to make it far in the tournament this year, or we need to make it in the first place, Caleb Love is going to be an X factor in doing so. But it, it was just... As a Tar Heel fan, it was really nice just to see Caleb Love put a couple points in the basket, let alone an efficient 20-point game. Love to see that as a Tar Heel fan, and we hope that he can can keep the ball rolling, because we're going to need him against Duke. Next thing I want to talk about, Armando Baycott. His consistency throughout the whole season, but specifically for these five games, he put up over 15 points four times. Other game, he put up nine. He put up 15, 9, 18, 17, and 21 against Pitt. That means he, he's averaging around that 15, 16 point per game mark over that five game stretch. Armando Baycott has been really, really good and, again, consistent. Garrison Brooks been a little bit inconsistent. Daron Sharp, a little inconsistent. But Baycott's been our most reliable big and his rebounding and defensive abilities along with just his brute force down low with his drop step and you know he was eight of ten against Pitt that's what I really like to see from him he's keeping it simple he's getting to the hole and he's being efficient we love to see that from Armando Baycott he has grown tremendously as a player this year and he's certainly going to take the reins over when Garrison Brooks heads out after this season but I love what Armando Baycott has brought to the table and NC State 8 of 12 for 17 points I said against Pitt he was 8 of 10 he was uh he was 8 of 10 again against Wake for 18 points that efficiency is what we need he's getting double digit rebounds for a few games getting the double doubles pretty good from the free throw line as well again really liking what Armando Baycott has done for this team again we're gonna need him against Duke and against teams like Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State when we play them again. Great sign from the Tar Heels. Now here's a new one that I haven't talked about yet because he's he was injured and he came back. Anthony Harris, been a complete game changer off the bench, spark plug. He has been everything we've been looking for in his limited minutes. I think he scored 11 points in, in 10 minutes against NC State. I do have the box scores up Yes, 10 points in 11 minutes, four or five. He's a good defender. He can shoot the ball. He's aggressive. He drives baseline. He looks to score and help his teammates score. And that's what I like about him. He has a good demeanor. Again, plays really solid defense. I really like Anthony Harris as a player. And if he continues doing what he's doing off the bench, that's going to be another guard that we can rely on down the stretch. I mean, he was in there crunch time against Florida State. Uh, That was his first game back, but even that game, he was really, really solid. I'm checking here, Florida State. Yes, he had nine minutes, but he had five points, two of two, three assists. Keep an eye out for Anthony Harris. This goes for all college basketball fans. This guy, once he gets back into a consistent minute, uh, uh, once he gets back into a consistent minute, Schedule or rotation, I would say, when he gets officially put back into the rotation with good minutes. He's going to be a guy to look out for because not many people are going to see him coming. He's a redshirt freshman, I'm pretty sure. Again, coming off of an ACL injury, but he's being efficient and he's being aggressive on both sides of the floor. That's what Roy Williams is looking for off of his bench. And again, I keep saying it, but I love to see it. I'm liking how he's playing and I want him to keep it up. Next on the list, R.J. Davis's shot selection. I don't know. I don't know if it's just been me noticing this, but he's been well, he's been more efficient from the field, but his shot selection's better. You know, he's 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 hitting his outside shots more. He's hitting a couple more threes than he normally does. Making his mid ranges more than he normally does. He was three of six against NC State for ten points. Great production off the bench. Against Wake Forest, I'm pretty sure he had another good game. Yes, four of seven for 13 points. Florida State, the game before, six of nine shooting for 16 points, two of three from three-point range. He's just shooting the ball better. Again, he's more efficient, but I think that's because of his shot selection. He he's not necessarily taking uh, these contested deep twos uh, with the shot clock kind of winding down. He's taking open three pointers. He's being aggressive as well. All the guards are just being more aggressive, and I think Roy Williams has certainly emphasized that to his team because it's showing. It's opening up scoring avenues for guys like R.J. and Caleb. You know, this is these guards. They're really showing up. They're really they are improving. And I said on an episode earlier. that's definitely a fun part about living in a college dorm living with other people but the show must go on no interruptions are going to stop this return episode from 125 unfiltered so as i was saying i said on an episode the guards were gonna we are this team is gonna go as far as the unc guards will go the young guards and they're improving they're playing better caleb's gotten so much better turnovers are still a problem but he's shooting better he's looking to score more rj's shot selection as i've kind of said He's been more efficient. He's taking more efficient twos and three pointers, and he's getting to the rack a bit more to get to the free throw line. RJ's a really good shooter. They're both in slumps, and now they're looking to get out of slumps. But in my opinion, none of this would be possible without Kerwin Walton's reliability. Number one, he is always there to hit a big shot. With Pitt, Storming back or NC State, NC State cut it within six. Pitt hit it, cut it against five when we were up si- uh, sixteen or eighteen, and both times, Kerwin Walton hit a big three-pointer to increase the gap. I know we definitely did it against NC State, but Kerwin Walton, just his his presence on the floor has opened things up for the other guards. It's giving Caleb and RJ a bit more space to drive in. Which, in that case, they've gone to the hole. They've converted at the at the hole in the paint, giving them some more space outside, especially RJ to, for his, uh, his pull-up game because he has a sweet jumper. But none of that would be possible without Kerwin Walton and his consistency and reliability from the three-point line. You can't leave Kerwin Walton open if you're an opposing coach. He's shooting the ball too well. Any open shot for Kerwin Walton is a good shot because he's shooting the ball again. He's shooting it at a high clip. He's not—he's a sniper from the outside, and he's—it's not just catch and shoot. A pump fake, sidestep, dribble. He's driving for—he's looking for mid-range shots. You know, he—he—he's putting the ball on the floor a little bit more. He's gaining a little bit more confidence, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him and the entire guard play has dramatically increased and that's why we've won six out of our last seven games now i'm gonna end talking about garrison brooks because that game against pitt was really encouraging first off he had that really good game against syracuse where he you know that's that's his type of game to to take control over 5-12 of 12 shooting 16 and 10 three steals two blocks he was all over the 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 stat sheet But he knew how to dissect Syracuse's defense. He was perfect for that game. But the pick game was even more encouraging. 8 of 11 shooting for 16 points. 6 rebounds. That game really made me think, hey, Garrison can get back on track a little bit. We need his presence down, down low. We need his leadership in a game against Duke. We've got a lot of young players. It's their first big game against the Blue Devils. Guaranteed, they have their own set of freshmen as well, but our freshmen need to be better than their freshmen, and we need Garrison to be on point against Duke. He's the leader on the floor, and he's got I. And that Pitt game was so encouraging because he was looking for good shots. He wasn't necessarily like fading away, which he can sometimes. He was going up strong, and he was a huge reason why we won that game against Pitt. And also, he's been helping out Armando Baycott a lot because them two combined 37 points against Pitt, 16 of 27 shooting. Doesn't get much better than that folks. It really doesn't. Their combination with Dayron off the bench, really good three uh, really good rotation of big men. Got three really solid ones. So Garrison's going to be huge. With the upcoming stretch of schedule, we've got some tough games coming up. Again, we've got teams like Virginia for the first time, Louisville for the first time, Virginia Tech for the first time, and Duke obviously, which I've mentioned a few times. Garrison Brooks is gonna need to go back to that, you know, that ACC preseason Player of the Year form. He struggled in a couple games, but the Pitt game and the Syracuse game was really, really encouraging. So, I mean, I'm just asking for... From Garrison, I'm asking for at least double-digit points. At least. And I haven't really talked about guys like Leakey or Dayron. Dayron had a really good game against NC State, by the way, 8 of 13 for 16 points. But those other five points, or six points, about Caleb, Baycott, Anthony Harris, RJ, Kerwin, Walton, Garrison Brooks, those are things that I noticed and really remembered from the the five games that I watched that uh, I couldn't... Uh, do an episode on. So lastly, I'm going to end with what should we be looking for for the next couple games? I want to continue seeing the guards be aggressive. I want them to get in the hole. I want them to go to the paint. Get to the free throw line. And with that, your three-point shot will open up. Keep looking for Kerwin. Get Kerwin involved early. He's always there to hit a big shot. And when it comes to the big men... Get to your spots down low and just, obviously, just go up strong. Got to be the aggressors. We're a bigger team than Duke. We need to body them on the boards. We need to beat them physically. You know, got to gotta really fight for the boards. We got to win the rebound battle. When I just want to say beat them physically, not like, f- obviously, you know, like fighting physically. But, like, we got to be the more physical team to win that game. 50-50 balls. Everything counts against Duke. Everything's on the line. And the big men are going to be a huge part because when we win the rebounding battle, we get second chance points, we get fast break points. A reason Florida State beat us is because we didn't necessarily win the rebounding battle. If we did, it wasn't by a large margin. Their big guys were there to compete with ours. That's always been an advantage for this Star Heel team. Duke doesn't have the bodies down low to compete with guys like Baycott, Sharp, and Garrison Brooks. So to conclude... I am really, really impressed with the improvement of this team. It was looking bleak when we lost to Georgia Tech. wasn't looking good. But now the guards are playing better with more confidence. They're contributing more scoring-wise. And then obviously the big men, they're the anchor of this team. Baycott is really leading the charge in points. And, you know, I I haven't really talked about Leakey, but he's always going to be solid defensively. Some nights he might pop off on offense. Some nights he might not. But if there's one player that I want you to keep looking out for, it's going to be Anthony Harris. I think he's going to make a big, big difference as he gets more minutes. He's going to be a scorer. He's going to be a facilitator. He's going to be a defender. He's got the complete package, in my opinion, for a guard. And I'm so, so excited to see how it plays out. I'll most likely get you an episode after the Clemson game, and then I'll do a Duke preview. But aside from that, that those are my takes and my uh, opinions on the UNC um, on UNC basketball recently. Again, four out of the last five, we have won six out of the last seven, six and three in the ACC. This team is trending upwards, trending in the right direction. We've got a whole another month of basketball and more. You know we're UNC. We're not looking just to make the tournament. We're looking, to, we're looking to go far in the tournament, potentially try to make a run. And the way this team's looking, we might be able to make one. But regardless, thank you so much again for listening. I'm very happy to be back to get you this episode. And aside from that, I can't really think of anything else to say. Again, thank you so much for the support. Uh, I was glad that, that I was able to to find the right time to return. I knew I wanted to. Life can get busy, obviously, as a college student, but this is something that I just love to do on the side. It's my passion. This is this is where I'm trying to go, obviously, in life. Want to go into sports broadcasting and communications and, and journalism and all that stuff. Um, if you haven't realized yet, but uh, yeah, this is this has just been something really fun for me to do. Really fun during winter break, and I want to continue it for the semester to get you guys my opinions and takes on things like unc basketball and nfl and nba which will be coming sooner but i felt like this was a great start so once again and for the last time thank you for listening and i'll catch you next time